when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. I am really amazed at how it's already almost summertime. It seems like two days ago, it was December, January timeframe, and now we have just started May. So hopefully you're hanging in there if you're a full-time teacher. You guys are almost done. I thought 
I would share a little bit about how I attempt to balance a teacher business while also being a work-from-home mom of three kids between the ages of four months to four years old. So I do get this question a lot, either in different variations, either um, on Instagram or just like in person or by Facebook. And most people ask, how do you fit in the time to work on your TPT and your service-based business with three kids. So for all my mamas out there who are working on TPT part-time or full-time, this episode is for you. Or if you just kind of want to listen on how I manage my time in my business with also the you know household duties, mob duties, that kind of thing. I'm going to share with you eight tips on what I do. And hopefully you can take some tips away or kind of validate that what you're doing is perfectly fine. There's definitely, you know, a lot of variation based on the season you're in. So I definitely hope that this is of some help for you. The first tip I have is prepping in advance. If I didn't do this in my business, I like I'd be just doing random things all the time. I always begin with the end in mind. I'm always thinking of those seven habits of highly effective people. We were a leader in me school. I uh, actually a couple of schools I worked at were leader in me schools and I always think of that because it, it just it is actually very applicable and useful. But I plan um a quarter in advance. If I don't have something on the schedule, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So I actually take a day to plan out what am I going to do in quarter two or quarter three. And I think about like the product creation. I think about um, my content creation as far as what I'm going to post on my podcast and my blog for the next three months. I also um, plan when I'm going to create social media graphics. I'm not going to be planning out three months of social media graphics. You guys know me. I don't like it. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I make sure to put it in the calendar to do it. So just to kind of clarify, I'm not creating the content for like a whole quarter. I put on my schedule when I'm going to be working on certain things, when I'm going to be creating certain projects, the days I have scheduled for clients, um, or I guess days that are available on the certain months. So I kind of just pick different places. I also add in deadlines. You know, if I'm doing a conference, I have certain project deadlines that I need to meet and submit different items. So I put all of that on the schedule. And I do this all, I used to do it on Asana, but I found something that I really enjoy and that's ClickUp. It's very similar project management tool. Um, I know many people use Trello, Monday. So whatever project management tool that you can utilize and customize, I like mine color-coded and kind of in a calendar format and something that's also an app so that I can check each day to see, okay, what am I doing today? So anyway, prep in advance. I do it a quarter and I just spend just a day doing it. It doesn't take me more than a couple of hours, 
maybe one to two hours. I don't get super detailed in it. I just kind of put things in my calendar. The second thing I do is make a schedule. Kind of goes into the first thing. But if I'm going to be putting out podcast episodes for the month of May, I'm not going to be scheduling different tasks related to my content right at the 1st of May. I want to schedule something. Usually I schedule it about a week or two before and I schedule all of my content creation usually just a week at a time and I just spend that week working on it. And that also includes social media creation, email marketing, all of my content that I need to create for my subscribers or followers. That's when I do that. Then I also schedule out four days a month for my clients. I just, that's how much I take on at the moment. And then I will schedule out like one or two products, depending on what the products are for my TPT resources. And that's usually near the beginning of the month. I don't know. That's just kind of how it's been rolling for the last couple of years. And that's just something that I've continued with. The third thing that I do is batch like tasks. Batching is your friend because for me anyway, um, I need to be doing things, similar things. It's easier for me to work on blog posts for one day. It's easier for me to edit a blog post another day. It's easier for me to work on a product, typing in all the questions for a certain resource, spending that that hour or two. Here's a great analogy. Let's say you have a bake sale that you volunteered to sign up to bring five German chocolate cakes. And you have to make it as efficiently as possible. I feel like it wouldn't make much sense to make the cake one at a time. Like you're baking the cake and you're letting it cool. And then you're decorating the cake. And then you go to the next cake. You start mixing and baking and decorating and That seems like it would take a lot of time and it's not the most efficient. So that's why I would assume the most efficient thing to do is to batch the German chocolate cakes. Maybe you get some extra pans and you put in the cakes two at a time. You adjust the recipe so that it yields enough for five cakes. You're able to bake them at around the same time They're cooling at around the same time, and then you can just decorate them all around the same time as well. It's just so much easier to batch certain things in your business. It's just efficient, and I think it's something that that as a mom, it's helped a lot, especially when I'm dealing with maybe a kid is about to wake up from their nap or they're screaming or something is going wrong. I at least can just focus on one thing and not feel like I'm doing a bunch of different things in a couple of days. The fourth thing that I do is just carving a spot where you know you'll get things done. I know that I will not get things done in the morning after breakfast or even so now right now before breakfast. The best times for me would be in the evening after they've gone down or when my two youngest kids are napping. Those are the most consistent times for me. And that's when I know I'll get 
things done. So I kind of estimate like I'm going to have maybe a couple hours on a good day in the middle of the day to work on something. And in the evening, you know, depending on how tired I am, I could go from maybe 30 minutes if I just don't want to really do that much or I can go up to, you know, late in the night. Of course, I don't want to try to do that because that's going to make it very hard the next day. But I know my times during the day where I can get things done pretty consistently. It used to be when I just had one kid, I could get up early at like 5.30 because he wouldn't wake up for another hour. And my husband was also asleep. I could work for an hour before school started since I was teaching in the classroom. Then I could work a little bit after school before I picked up my son. Prepping little tasks that you can do in advance, like you know it'll take you about 30 minutes to do this task, an hour to do this task, all those tiny little tasks that seem kind of mundane or don't really make that much of a difference, over time it does make difference. Over time it will, your project will be finished. So it doesn't matter how much time you have, you can definitely fit in a little bit at a time. Don't feel like you have to have 40 hours a week if you're full-time I think right now I average maybe 10 to 15 um, hours a week. So I really don't work that much on my business. It's it's just, you know, some weeks are busier than others. Um, and so that's kind of how I'm rolling right now. And I like it. I like having that flexibility. All right. Tip number five is asking for help. This could be a spouse or a family or a friend or a sitter. If you have kids at home, you can maybe have a nanny or somebody to kind of watch your kids while you get in an hour or two, just like uninterrupted time. That could be helpful. Maybe your spouse might help you out. Maybe they're, you know, you're just, you got like 30 more minutes you need to work on something and they're getting up from a nap. My husband used to do this with my first kid and it was always so nice of him to be able to do, but he'll, you know, he would wake up our son and play with him and, you know, keep him busy while I would finish up a couple things. Of course, you know, sometimes I would get carried away. I'm sure it happens to you. We're not always perfect. It doesn't always turn out perfect, but at least getting some support from a friend or a family member or a partner can really help especially if you are kind of strapped for time or there's a deadline-based task that you really need to get done. That's something that's important. Number six, lowering your expectations. I, of course, try to think about this. Like I am not trying to get a whole, like even a task that I did schedule out in advance, sometimes it doesn't get like completely finished and that's okay just lower your expectations to say I can finish it tomorrow something I'm working on is kind of just letting it go like I don't have to have it finish even though it says on my schedule this is due today I set myself a, an arbitrary deadline I don't have to go off of that because I'm a business owner I can do whatever I want you know so some worst case scenario, something gets pushed back and you have to finish it later or it's it, something gets delayed. 
But either way, nobody's going to jump at your throat. They're not going to de- unfollow you unless it's something that they're expecting. I don't know. But just give yourself grace. Lower your expectations. You have however many kids you're working from home or working in the classroom as a teacher. There's so much going on. It's okay if you don't get what you want to done. Notice I say want and not need because you have that flexibility as a business owner. We just it's that's one of the the great things. And even if you did have a deadline, most of the time I'd have to email like, I, I'm sorry, I cannot get this in, but I will have it just in a couple of days. There's just been a lot going on. A lot of the time, people are very understanding. So worst case scenario is what's going on in our head. Like it's it's really us. That's the one that is putting ourselves down or making it negative. Like, oh, I didn't get it done. Most of the time, a lot of people are understanding because life happens. So going on to number seven, try not to work every day. Of course, easier said than done, right? I'm one of those. I'm raising my hand here. I try not to work every single day. I think it's important to be present with my kids. But of course, you're going to have those days where there's a lot going on, not just in your business, but also just home life. So that's why I think it's important to kind of have those days where you are hands off your laptop, you're not working or thinking about anything, um, trying to stay off of social media if possible. And maybe that would look like you don't work during the weekdays if you're a full-time teacher and you just work on the weekends. You're a weekend warrior. That's totally cool. Maybe you're the opposite. You spend some time working after school or in the beginning of the day and weekends, you just kind of relax because you just need a complete reset. That's also okay. Maybe you kind of mix and match. Maybe some weeks you work four days a week, sometimes weekends, some days you work three times a week. Whatever you want to do, try not to overexert yourself where you're going, going, going seven days a week because that's going to be a quick ticket to burnout city. So, and I've been there too. <laughs> I've had to take a break because I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. We're going to take a break from TPT resources. And that's kind of also why I vary the things that I do throughout the month. I'm not always creating products. I like to mix it up a little bit. So I spend a couple weeks on product creation, a week of content creation, a week of services. So I'm not doing a bunch of stuff simultaneously all the time. That would be very stressful. Okay, the last thing that I wanted to share, the last tip I have for you or something that you should take to heart is my favorite because it's the most important. And that is to enjoy the moments with your kids. So it goes into like not trying to work every day. I don't work every day, number one, because two days a week, I have all three of my kids at home. There's no way unless like, all my kids are occupied or napping that I'm going to even try to get anything done. So I just don't put it on my calendar that I'm working on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I actually try my best. You know, kids are sick. Everything happens. But we go out and actually do things. Not just on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but, but during the week, we'll go to a field trip. 
We'll go to the farm. We'll go to the park. We'll go out to lunch. We'll go to the playground in our neighborhood. I joined a community of other moms who are also at home with their kiddos and we do workouts together at a park in our in their strollers and they get to play after. And so shout out to Fit for Mom. You might have one in your community, but it's definitely kind of <laughs> helped my sanity. I've been able to meet other moms in similar seasons of life, and my kids have also been able to interact with other kids. And so it's just really great to not have to worry about anything related to business and also just being able to stay active and stay healthy for myself. So I think that's just the biggest thing is if you're a work from home mom and you're also a teacher business owner, make sure to carve out some time to enjoy your kids and the, you know, how they are. Do some fun activities with them. Am I saying to do Pinterest perfect activities every single day? Nope. I don't do that. But if you want to, that's cool too. But I do try at least to do, you know, we go somewhere on a trip together around town and then just different little activities just to make it fun to be home. One of the things my mom said early, early on when she had my brother and I at home, when she was also a stay-at-home mom, she was ironically kind of doing the same thing I was except she was selling Mary Kay and she said that those were her favorite years is being at home with us and this is coming from my mom who still has not retired yet and she is like loves to work she says her favorite moments in her adult life were being at home with her kids so I think If you have that ability to do that and flexibility to do that and also be a teacher business owner, it's, I think, a win-win situation. It may seem stressful and it feels like you're not doing anything or just a lot of people say time flies and before we know it, they're going to be a lot older and we're going to be thinking back on these days. So I try my best to balance what I can in my business, and also balance being a good mom, present mom, as much as I can. It is hard work, and it is very (laughs) stressful at times, but at the end of the day, I really do enjoy it. Hopefully, if you're a work-from-home mom and teacher business owner, you got some great tips and aha moments and come to Jesus moments, whatever you got from this. Hopefully you took away some stuff from it. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? 
Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.